welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by Line Star. All things fantasy football with a sprinkle of sports betting alongside Tyler Weeman. I'm Shannon Somerville. We're getting you set for week 15. Yes, week 15 in the NFL. We are at the point of the season where the playoff picture is starting to yeah. take shape. And on Thursday night, we've got an NFC West rivalry as the San Francisco 49ers go up to Seattle to battle Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Now, these are two teams that are kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum at this point in the season. You have the San Francisco 49ers who have won six straight. They just came off an absolute crushing of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Meanwhile, the Seattle Seahawks have kind of fallen off after a hot start. They've lost three of their last four games. Has Geno started to come back down to earth a little bit? What is your thoughts? Uh, not only have they lost the th- three of the last four, but it's they struggled versus the Panthers. They struggled the week before against the Rams. Yeah. They beat the Rams, but barely. So it, they're they're barely beating bad teams. Somehow they're still in the playoff them. picture, though. They are seven they are. and six and very much alive mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Yeah, they started off great. But on the other hand, 49ers <laughs> could clinch the playoffs this week. Sure. And so. it's uh, it's hard to say that, especially since they've, they're on their backup quarter, backup, backup yeah, quarterback. Yeah, backup, backup. Third Brock, string. Brock Purdy. Yeah, looking BCB. pretty good. Yeah, he is. I do say is. so myself. He is. Oh boy, dad jokes. Oh yeah. So on today's show, not only are we bringing the dad jokes, we're bringing your daily fantasy projections. We've got your touchdown calls. We've got your prop bets and our game picks. We'll start off with a little injury report though. We do have some implications here. So taking a look, we've got the San Francisco offense. They've got some players that we have to take note of. Wide receiver Debo Samuel is out. He got hurt in that game against the Bucks three-ish weeks for an MCL and ankle sprains. So he's out in this one. Quarterback Brock Purdy is questionable with ribs and oblique injury. However, he was at practice. He is throwing. Yeah. So it's looking like he's going to play. But keep an eye on that. The Seattle defense, they're without cornerback Trey Brown. As of right now, he's just kind of questionable. He's dealing with an illness, so it's looking like he'll play, but Mm -hmm. keep an eye on that one. Illnesses can, even if he's in, can impact significantly on that side of the ball. The offense for Seattle, we've got Kenneth Walker, who is off the injury report, a much-needed boost for the offense there as he missed last week with an ankle injury. And this... Uh, pretty healthy for the San Francisco defense, or at least nothing new that mm-hmm. we've seen from injuries there. Yep. What is your overall take on on some of those injuries? Uh, it's anything? nice to see Walker totally off the injury yeah. report. I know he did practice in full all week so far, uh, but Seattle needs him. Yeah. Seattle looked awful once they lost him trying to run the ball. They just had no answers whatsoever that's right so now let's take a look at our daily fantasy projections first we'll look at the 49ers and their starting quarterback Brock Purdy who had 185 yards and two touchdowns against the Tampa Bay Bucks a defense that ranks in the top 10 it was his first career start and he took down the goat in Tom Brady he was decisive he was accurate he had off schedule throws what do you expect for him this week going up against the Seattle defense I mean, first of all, it's a great story. You have Mr. Irrelevant. He's yeah. the last pick of the draft, and he's came in to win two games and win them decisively. So I, I think you got to kind of like Purdy here. Mm-hmm. He This system is great for quarterbacks. Yeah. Shanahan gets people open in space, makes it easier for the quarterbacks. 
And look, Seattle just gave up 30 points to Carolina, 23 to the Rams. So the 49ers are going to be able to score here. And if that's the case, you got to consider a quarterback. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blueprint is there. I mean, Sam Darnold, all he had to do was hand the ball off, and they did pretty well there. Yep. So Brock Purdy in a good spot there, too. Now, one of the – I guess the scouting report for him coming out of college was that he was undersized, but he made up for it in some of his athletic plays, throwing off schedule, and his confidence. He's got Mm -hmm. kind of a cocky confidence to him that even George George Kittle was acknowledging, listen, the teammates love him. They've really kind of come behind him as though he's a first-round pick and not the last pick in the draft in Mr. Irrelevant. In fact, George Kittle had said that when he got into the huddle for the first time, he actually yelled at somebody because they were talking over him when he was trying to talk and that's relay good. the plays. Yeah. And George Kittle was like, I like it. I, the that's, confidence. Those type of stories you love to hear because, you know, he's not intimidated. He's mm-hmm. not scared. He wants to do it. We've seen he has a little bit of rushing upside. Yeah. He could throw yeah. the ball. I mean, they trust him in when he came in for Garoppolo. He threw 37 times. Like, they, they trust him. I wouldn't be scared just because he's the backup backup. Yeah. He already had more scrambles than Jimmy G had the entire season. Yeah. And I saw something on Twitter that was pretty funny. They were making a comparison to... He's kind of like if Jimmy G went down, hit his head, came up, and thought he was Josh Allen. That's the type of quarterback he is. And I saw there was one play in particular where the play had kind of broken down. He rolled out, and he just you know, started running, and yeah. and he got it done. So Brock Purdy is a fun story in the NFL it, right it now. It is. It's a great story. I S- love it. And it's a good spot for him to be in with that defense on the other side that and all takes the, the pressure off And all the weapons he has. Oh, yeah. You know, we would be talking a lot differently if he didn't have the weapons in this system. Mm-hmm. Speaking of those weapons, mm-hmm. a big one is Christian McCaffrey, who will certainly be a fantasy stud this week. He had 119 rush yards last week against Tampa Bay, which is our top 10 rushing defense. He also had 34 receiving yards. Oh, yeah, and two touchdowns to top that off. He's fast. He's explosive. He's a playmaker and going up against a Defense that just got absolutely shredded by the Carolina Panthers. They had 223 rushing yards in that game. If that's what Chuba Hubbard can do to the Seattle Seahawks, what do you think Christian McCaffrey will do? He's third among running backs in yards from scrimmage. Yeah, not only has this defense been really bad and has allowed a ton of points to the running back. They're allowing 110 rushing yards over the last uh, 10 games to go along with that a a one rushing touchdown per game. Mm. But in the games that uh, Eli Mitchell has been out, CMC has absolutely crushed whoever they're going against. Mm-hmm. Mitchell yeah. is once going to be once again going to be out. It's going to be the CMC show and he's going to get as much work as he possibly can take until they are blowing out uh, <laughs> the Seahawks if they are. That's kind of been the story. Yeah. With CMC is it's his show until they get a big lead and then they just take their foot off the gas, take him out, mm-hmm. let Jordan, Jordan Mason run it. Uh, with that Seattle defense, they're mm-hmm. giving up 160 rush yards per game. That is the most ever by a Seattle team since 1981. Ooh. A historically Ouch. bad rush defense. Mm-hmm. So Christian McCaffrey in a great spot this it, week. He is. I, I love CMC. 
Brandon Ayuk is another one to watch, especially since, as we mentioned in our injury report, wide receiver Debo yep. Samuel is out. So Brandon Ayuk, guess what? Bumped up to wide receiver one in this mm -hmm. one, and he's averaging 58 receiving yards per game. He's got seven touchdowns on the season, and he put in a lot of work in the offseason to get bigger, faster, stronger, and that is reflecting this season. He's got a big wingspan, making highlight reel catches week in and week out. And going up against a Seattle pass defense that ranks eighth in pass DVOA, what do you make of Ayuk's spot this week? Yeah, I, I like Ayuk as a player a lot. I think he's a really good player. He's shown some big improvements mm -hmm. here. But Seattle has actually been kind of good versus wide receiver ones over the last four weeks or last few weeks. DJ Moore, three targets, no receptions. He did leave with an injury, though. Van Jefferson, two receptions, 39 yards. Devontae Adams, only seven receptions, 74 yards. From what we've seen with Adams, that is a very bad day. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the entire year, they've only given up four touchdowns to the wide receiver one. So I don't love the spot for, mm -hmm. for Ayuk. Okay. I think there's a lot of ways that the 49ers can can beat them and will likely beat them. I just don't think Ayuk's is Even be without the, the Debo. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I because Ayuk is now going to get the coverage of a WR one. And so I, I would be loving an Ayuk if Debo is still there. Yeah. To your point though, we just spoke about how bad the rushing defense is. So mm -hmm. it's understandable. To that, maybe fade away from the 49ers yeah. receivers because they will likely lean into their run game and Christian McCaffrey. Totally. And the 49ers, first and foremost, especially with a backup, backup mm -hmm. QB, they're a running team. They want to run the ball. And I think that's going to be the easiest path to beat Seattle. Okay. So, How about tight end George Kittle? who is an absolute monster. It hasn't exactly reflected in production over the last three weeks. He's had under 30 yards per game, so it's been a bit of a disappointment to a lot in mm -hmm. fantasy football. However, this is the king of the yak. He's big, physical, and he can turn little three-yard passes into 10-yard gains very easily. And in a decent matchup this week, because the Seattle defense actually ranks 27th in pass defense DVOA mm -hmm. versus opposing teams' tight ends. What do you make of George Kittle's season and the spot he's in against the Seahawks? Yeah, I really like Kittle this week. One of the things that we've seen with Kittle in the past is he has those huge blow-up games when the 49ers are missing a piece or two. Mm -hmm. Debo is a little bit of a piece. <laughs> <laughs> so without, uh, without Debo, I think couple more targets goes Kittle's way. We know Seattle's good against the WR1. And so I, I like Kittle. I think he's mm -hmm. the one that really could have a big game in this passing game. Who else intrigues you from the 49ers? Well, with the wide receiver situation and Debo out, I think you got to look at uh, Jennings. Ray Ray McLeod, I think, is really interesting. Mm -hmm. He has big playability. And then uh, Jordan Mason or Kyle Juszczyk. So some great options there for the 49ers. Now let's take a look at the Seattle Seahawks. You've got quarterback Geno Smith, who's had an incredible year, still leading mm -hmm. the league in completion percentage. However, over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a bit of regression from him, averaging 264 passing yards per game this season, plus 20 rush yards per game. Coming off a bad stretch, he's had five picks, three fumbles the last four games. The, I think what's happening is the – Run game hasn't really yep. been there, which is what has taken a lot of the pressure off of Geno Smith. Yeah. And now that he's having to shoulder a lot of the weight, you're starting to see that reflected in a lot of his mistakes, the fumbles, yes. the interceptions. What do you make of his spot now going up against a 
San Francisco defense that ranks number one in EPA per play. And good luck against uh, some of the rushers they have. Nick Bosa. Ooh, yeah, what do you think? You know, for fantasy, it's kind of like a mixed bag for quarterback versus 49ers. One, they're allowing 20. Uh, they're 23rd, allowing almost 250 passing yards a game. However, they're only allowing 0.9 touchdowns a game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, teams have been able to pass the ball on them, but not score passing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is just the 49ers have been able to get get to big leads and then teams have to pass against them, which kind of racks up the attempts and the passing. But bottom line is they're not really scoring against this good Niners D. So I don't love Mm Geno, but he's going to have the pass attempts to possibly be in the optimal lineup. Okay, that's interesting because at first look, I'm like, nah, Geno Smith, not about it at all Yeah, going into this game, but interesting point you bring up I, in the... I mean, look, it's an average of 0.9 passing mm-hmm. touchdowns. He easily could have two um, in a game where, you know, he has to pass the ball a lot because maybe they're behind or something. A bright spot for the Seahawks in this game is that Kenneth Walker, their rookie running back, is back for them. He's averaging 70 yards per game from scrimmage, nine touchdowns on the season. He's a big, powerful back that also has speed. He can Mm -hmm. jet off the line of scrimmage. What do you see for him, though, this week? The past couple weeks that he has been in, he hasn't been as effective as he has been. Some of that can be attributed to his role. However can also be attributed to the fact that the offensive line has not been able to get the blocks for him to be able to have success in the rushing game. Mm -hmm. And now he's going up against the number one defense. Yeah. I I mean, Kenneth Walker has been really good. So I love him as a player. This week is going to be a tough one for him. There has only been one running back one that has scored over 15 fantasy points against this 49ers defense. And that was CMC in week five Ah. when he was a Panther. (laughs) So it's kind of coming full circle here, but I I don't love Walker because of that. Uh, He is a great talent. This week off was probably good for him. He was probably getting a little tired, but I just don't think this is the week that he's really going to bounce back. Well, Geno Smith has a pretty good pair of wide receivers at his disposal, including wide receiver DK Metcalf, who's averaging 68 receiving yards, 66 receiving yards per game, six touchdowns, five receptions, 71 yards last week, and a touchdown against Carolina. I mean, DK Metcalf, 6'4", 235. He's tough to tackle. uses that frame to make some really tough catches. Mm -hmm. So even though uh, this offense hasn't exactly been – I guess, firing along. He's been a bright spot for them. Going up against the San Francisco 49ers, though, that do rank third in pass defense DVOA. Mm -hmm. What do you make of his spot? Yeah, well, like I said, there's likely going to be a little more pass attempts, a few more Mm -hmm. pass attempts in this game. And that works well for Metcalf just because he has been the target leader. Geno has looked his way a ton. So I expect the targets to be there. Just maybe not the touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Niners ranked 29th, allowing 178 yards to the wide receiver over the last nine weeks. So there may be yards. There may be some receptions. Touchdowns just might be hard to come by. And, you know, with that, probably Metcalf doing Mm -hmm. a little bit better than Lockett. Okay, well, Traverius Ward on the 49ers, he even locked down Mike Evans, covered him Mm -hmm. for 20 snaps, only gave up one target for 12 yards. So there is some hesitation there, at least on my part, when I'm looking at the wide receivers, including Tyler Lockett, who's averaging 69 receiving yards per game. Um, 
Evans did get wide open a few times, though, and Brady just under threw him or missed him. So okay, well, that's... That, I, that's I think that Metcalf could do okay. All right, so Tyler Lockett now averaging 69 receiving yards per game. He's had a touchdown each of the last six games. Mm, a little touchdown machine straight. there, Tyler Lockett. Does he get the Tyler boost this week? I don't know if he does. Uh, I know Ryan is going to be picking Lockett for his touchdown call. Okay. He thinks it's going to be seven straight here. Mm-hmm. I think... My issue with them is I don't see the big play happening, and that's how Lockett gets a lot of his touchdowns. Uh, He is a great receiver, Mm -hmm. has great chemistry with Smith, but I think this week I think Metcalf's the one that likely does a little bit better. Well, when they played Tampa Bay, no wide receiver exceeded 54 yards. They were absolutely stifling on defense last week. Part of that is, one, they're able to get pressure, and Bucks' offensive Mm -hmm. line is terrible. So who else are we targeting on the Seahawks? Uh, I think you got to look at Marquise Goodwin. He keeps kind of being around as their wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Noah Fant, Will Disley, mm-hmm. and maybe Travis Homer getting some uh, dump offs. Okay. How about the MVP captain spot? Who are you boosting for your fantasy liners? Got to do CMC. Yeah. Uh, I like Kittle a lot as a lower owned one. And then Metcalf or Locker, Lockett. So I don't love Walker, but... I could see, you know, why you'd want to put them in there. Yeah, and fade the field a little bit there, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's our daily fantasy projections. For more analytics statistics, make sure to check out linestarapp.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, make sure to like this video if you're enjoying our content. Sign up for notifications, subscribe to our channel so you know when we're coming out with the latest videos. Now it's time for our touchdown calls of the game for this Thursday night football matchup in Week 15. Yeah! Tyler, where are you headed for an anytime touchdown? I am going with Run CMC. <laughs> uh, McCaffrey is just so fun to watch, and he is so awesome in this offense. Seattle's allowing a rushing touchdown per game. CMC is a majority of the offense, especially this week. He's going to get a touchdown. I'm going with the king of the yak, king of yards after catch, George Kittle at plus 220. I'm loving that price. He only has four touchdowns on the year and averaging just 45 receiving yards per game. But San Francisco basically uses him as an offensive lineman because he's just so big and powerful and he can use that strength in the receiving game as well. And I think that they will lean into him in this game in particular because the Seattle Seahawks defense ranks 27th in pass defense DVOA versus the opposing team's tight ends. They also rank 25th in opponent red zone scoring percentage. Kittle in a great spot and at that plus 22 price, I cannot go wrong with a George no, Kittle touchdown. National tight ends day, not on national tight ends day. <laughs> Now let's get to our prop bets. Go a little shopping, a little little Christmas shopping, if you will, before you know. Gotta get, gotta get our sales. prop. Yeah, gotta yeah. get our props in before the uh, shipping window. No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to do here with this. But hey, we're trying to make we all a need some extra analogy, money for right? Christmas. Exactly. There we go. All right, prop bets for Week 15 Thursday Night Football. Tyler, where are you going? We are going with CMC over 34.5 receiving yards. Star has it projected at 41. He's been over in 7 of 10 games this year. He's averaging 47.4 receiving yards over the last five. And Seattle is allowing 5.6 receptions and 48.5 receiving yards. So CMC over. I've got a fade this week. 
I I'm like fading it. Geno Smith. I'm saying Geno Smith under 251 and a half passing yards. Smith is averaging 264 passing yards per game. However, the last time they played was week two. He had just 197 passing yards against the 49ers. His passer rating in a clean pocket is 115 under pressure. That falls to 84. And you've got Nick Bosa, the leader in sacks, coming to town in this one. He's also got five picks, three fumbles the last four games. And he's been sacked 13 times in that span. I think he's going to have a rough go of it in this one. San Francisco opposing quarterbacks are averaging just 221 passing yards. And only four opposing quarterbacks have actually exceeded that 250 number this year. Oh, man, Geno Smith going up against Nick Bosa. I'm staying with the under in this one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I get it. Here we go. I Let's go it. to our game picks for this Thursday night football game. The 49ers are coming in as three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. I thought it would be a little bit more, you know, going into, uh, I guess, Seattle, though, mm -hmm. and you dealing with the 12th man. They don't get as many points that way. Where are you headed in this? I'm definitely going 49ers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bang, bang, Niner I, gang. Three and a half is not enough for me to go Seahawks. Why? So. Yeah. Got to go the 49ers and lay the points. Very emphatically, I might add, in mm -hmm. this one. I think that three and a half spread is just too little. It's a little disrespectful to the 49ers, given they just absolutely demolished uh, Tampa Bay and the Bucks in their top 10 defense. And I'm also looking at the rush game and the defense in this one. Listen, the Seattle Seahawks just got absolutely roasted by the Carolina Panthers, bulldozed them for 223 rushing yards. And this is a San Francisco team that just put up 200 rushing yards against Tampa Bay. CMC had 119 in this one. Listen, if Chuba Hubbard can put up 78, which was a season high for him, what do you think Christian McCaffrey will do yeah. in this one against this very porous Seattle Seahawks rushing defense? And the Seahawks just barely beat the Rams, too. They're just coming in, kind mm -hmm. of limping in. So I, the 49ers, a chance to clinch mm -hmm. the playoffs this week. I think they do it. An interesting stat here, too, in that Carolina game, the offense held possession for 39 minutes and 16 seconds. That is the highest time of possession in a four-quarter game for the Carolina Panthers since 2006, which just goes to show you how much they really dominated that game. Totally. And I bring that up, too, because the San Francisco 49ers rank third in time of possession of any team in the NFL this season. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a tough uh, hill to climb keeping the ball away from Brock Purdy and that rushing will be. offense. And the defense. We haven't even really mm -hmm. touched on how prolific that defense has been. The best defense this season by far in the NFL, ranked first in EPA per play. And Geno Smith hasn't – is he re maybe regressing towards the mean a little bit more, showing a little bit more of the fumbles that we have seen in the past and yeah. the interceptions – um, what do you make of his struggles? I just think there he's had to do a little more than mm -hmm. he's been asked the rest of the year. And without the rushing game, he's just kind of struggled. He hasn't had that to fall back on and teams know it too. And so, you know, it just hasn't really gone his way. I, I would expect Pete Carroll to pull in the reins a little bit this week. So maybe he looks a little bit mm -hmm. better, but still it's, this defense is so good that, right. you know, it's not, not going to be great for good old Gino. I did sit there wondering, this spread is very small for a it 49ers really team small. about to, yeah. you know, clinch the division. It is in Seattle, though, yeah, so it's, it's more like Seattle. a six and a half point. 
Okay, but, so um, yeah, six and a half. Maybe I don't know though. Could they throw the kitchen? This could be a kitchen sink game for the Ford or the Seahawks rather. And you know, it, Pete Carroll makes I mean, me nervous every once in a while with some of this stuff. Do you see a path Seahawks, for the Seahawks? If they lose this game, they're gonna have to pretty much win out to make the playoffs. That is true. You know, and so this is a big game for them. They're going to come in fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can have a little bit of success in the running game, just to make the 49ers worry about it a little bit, then maybe there is a little bit of a path. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see what we can see from Brock Purdy. He's been an awesome right. story. However, we haven't seen that much tape of him. Yeah. I mean, every divisional game yeah. is a tough one. You never totally know what you're going to get. Kind of like how you say it with the SEC game. It's you know. not quite the SEC, but I'll give you that. Point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so either way, I'm excited for this game. I think it will be a good game. At least I'm hoping for it. We have seen the 49ers absolutely demolish teams in this game. As you mentioned, it being divisional, it might be a little closer than we anticipate. The 49ers are just a fun team to watch just because their schemes and, you know, the schemes just make so many big plays happen that it's fun. And this year, it's been interesting to watch. You talked about the schemes, just how they use different players week in and week out. And you yeah. kind of don't know which one's going to mm-hmm. pop off. It's kind of like whack-a-mole if you're the opposing yeah. defense. Like, who's, who's it going to be? CMC? You don't have to deal with Debo this week yeah. for if you're the Seahawks, which is probably to their advantage. But they also scheme ways to get anyone involved, yeah. really, in this. Totally. I love it. So a good no. game for you. Thursday night football. Woo! I'm, I'm actually really – this is probably the most excited I've been for a Thursday night matchup. We've got another good one coming up, though. Yep. Next week, we've got Jets-Jags on yeah. Thursday night. That is essentially a playoff game. Mm-hmm. you got that, Trevor Lawrence has been on fire the past the few The second games. to last Thursday night game, is it? Uh, we have two more after that? Maybe. Yeah, because I don't think there is one the last game. The last. Yeah, the last two. So two more Thursday night football. All right. Lock it in. Make sure you check out LineStarApp.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like this video if you're enjoying our content. Subscribe to our channel and sign up for notifications so you know when we're coming out with videos. Later this week, we will have your prop bets of the week, Mm -hmm. which I'm super excited for. We've got some good ones, good matchups this week to take advantage of in that. So make sure you check out our prop bets video later this week. And, of course, our main slate video as well. Good luck to you and all your prop bets for Thursday Night Football. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye.